This evening, I bring you the word of the Lord, and I am just so blessed to be the carrier of good news. The Bible says, beautiful are the feet of them that bring the good news of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This evening, I'm bringing you the word that I entitle, identify the source of your power and guard it. Identify the source of the power God has put in your life and guard it. Why? I'm going to show you from the reading of the Bible. I, my text is taken from Judges 16 and verse 6. The opening scripture is short. I'm going to be reading from the New Century Version of the Bible, Judges 16 and verse 6. And this is what the Bible says. So Delilah said to Samson, the anointed one, Tell me why you are so strong. How can someone tie you up and capture you, which means to humble and to afflict you, how can somebody do that to you? Now, this is a very curious question to ask someone. <laughs> You're asking me how you can tie me and humble me and afflict me. What kind of question is that? But the truth is, that's a question the devil is asking about every believer. Glory to God. Because something typifies you and I, the anointed one, the one God loves. And Delilah typifies the world that is attractive. And shows up and says, tell me why you are so strong. No, I'm so strong not because I'm strong, but I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. How can someone tie you up? Why do you want to tie me up? To tie me up is to immobilize my destiny. Why do you want to capture me, humble me, and afflict me? The reason is this. There's no friendship between the world and the church. There's a conflict between good and evil Light and darkness cannot mix. Huh. The, because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness is vexed because it has to disappear. But it comes back and tries to tie up the light and destroy the light. That is what the word of God is all about today. How to identify the need to identify the source of your power and guard it. So Delilah comes along and asks him, what is the source of your power? I want to tie you. <clears throat> now let me read. From the message translation of the Bible, the same Judges 16 and verse 6. Judges 16, verse 6, the message Bible. So Delilah said to Samson, the world said to the anointed one, Tell me, dear, what kind of dear is that? The secret, tell me the secret of your great strength. Glory to God. And how you can be tied up and humbled. How I can tie up your destiny, tie up your ability to operate and humble. The word humble there is actually the word humiliate you. Because all the time the world is looking like they're friends with you. Let me tell you there is an agenda to tie up and to humble or, or, or to humiliate those that are anointed. Because light and darkness are at loggerheads. The flesh and the spirit will never be in agreement. Glory to God. So what am I talking about today? This scripture, Judges 16 and verse 6, Delilah asked Samson, tell me, dear, the great secret, the secret of your great sin and how you can be tied and humbled. What this means in totality is, tell me how can I deal with you? How can I deal with you? That's the only way they can really deal with you. Because they want to know how to deal with you. So all the world was saying to Samson, how can I deal with you? How do I know how to deal with you? 
that's the only way they can really deal with you when they can break your power source, when they can, they can disconnect you from your power source because Delilah said the, your great strength, which you know is not your own, which God gave you, that anointing, that grace over your life, they know that if they can unplug it, they can disconnect it, they can deal with you. That's the story today. And this is not talking only about something. Something represents every believer, the one that God gave birth to or rebirth by being born again. So no matter what I'm saying here to you is no matter how bright and blinding a light can be, once you can cut it off its source of power, you, can, you have won the battle. So if you are going somewhere and the light is so bright and maybe it's so hot you can't get past it, it will look like the light is invincible, which means undefeatable, until somebody unplugs it. Simple action, the light quietens down and the darkness takes over, which is why you should listen to what God is saying. The title of the message is Identify the Source of Your Power and You Better Guard It. Because no matter how light, how bright you're shining, the Bible says we're the light of this world, a city set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. The moment you can unplug the power source, the light dies. And no, just like a kite that mounts up with wings as an eagle and begins to soar on the wings of the wind and looking so majestic above the earth, all you have to do is cut the source of the wind and it crashes down to earth like, a, like, like some useless little piece of whatever it is. And all that grace disappears once you shut down the source of the wind that keeps the kite afloat. And that kite represents those of you and myself who are riding upon the wings of the eagle that God is pushing us up on. And we need to now take time to know that there's no friendship with the world and the church. No, 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 no. We minister to the world, but we know that the powers at work in the world want to tie us down. They want to humble us. They want to afflict us. And they want to put the Lord to shame. What is new? That happened to Job. Job was flying high. And Satan said, no, I'm, I'm not happy about that. Let me put his light out. And because the Lord allowed it, he crashed. Can I tell you something? Listen good what I'm saying. Wisdom demands that you listen. You need to identify the source of your power and stop fooling with it and guard it with your life because once it goes out, everything crashes. Father, I pray for wisdom to overtake our hearts a heart of understanding and let us walk away from foolishness. Foolishness is for children. Foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. But we are sons in the Lord. So we want to have nothing more to do with foolishness. Oh, Father, thank you for the wisdom today. It will do us good in Jesus' name. I, I spoke to you about a bright light, like a, like, like a, like a stadium light that is so, it just it just paralyzes you. It's so bright, you don't even know what to do. Or a kite that's so far above you, you can't even reach it. And it's just floating and dancing. An elegant thing of beauty. Everybody's looking at it until it looks so good until somebody shuts down the source of the wind. And it crashes like, a, like some, some, something that has no value at all. 
And let me give you another example of a glimmering, towering skyscraper. You know how it is. But I said, who wants to build a tower? And a tower is some, a, a reference point of glory and power and just towers above everything else and so intimidating, so beautiful, glimmering, towering skyscraper. Uh, and, and, and all you have to do to deal with that skyscraper is to break the pillars that hold it together. The pillars are not even visible. They're always uh, clad in all kinds of beautiful things. Once you pull the pillars down, the whole glimmering, towering skyscraper that was a reference point in the area, because everyone can see it from any part of the city, it will crash down like a pack of cards. May our glory not end like that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the satanic way that the world went after Samson's source of power is the same way they're coming after everybody's source of power today. This is the word of the Lord. Let him that hath ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. A lot of people are enjoying the power, but they're not guarding it. A lot of people are not even sure where it is. So today is a day for you to know that God is on your side, but as God is on your side, a lot is against you. And you need to be wise in this battle. So you must identify the source of your power and guard it. Glory to God. Now, in the case of Samson, you know what happened. Then after Delilah had spoken to him three times, and he kind of put some value on the source of a power, but he was not resolute. So, but the third time, all kinds of shenanigans goes on, he finally tells her. And in, Judges, um, and in Judges 16 and verse 21, the Bible says, Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down. Understand that brought him down from where? From the level of glory. The kite is brought down. The glimmering towering skyscraper is brought down. Ah, listen, this kind of down is not the kind of down you want to experience. You ask Job, he will tell you it's not a nice place to be. It's like turning out the light of the glory of someone. The Bible says that when he came to, uh, to, to, to Samson, and Samson stands for the anointed one, the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. He was never meant to be down. He was supposed to be on top. That's why the Bible says you shall not be the tail or be underneath, you should be on top. But when you don't guard the source of your power and the world gets hold of it, the prince of this world gets hold of it, he will be like something, you'll be brought down to Gaza. The Bible says they bound him with bronze fetters. The prince was now bound with fetters and chains. Like a, like a common criminal, and he became a grinder. I like the word became. That means that's not how he started. He started like the prince of Israel. He started like the anointed one. He mounted up with wings. And he was absolutely untouchable, invincible. He was not only brought down, he became something so ugly, something so op opposite to what he was supposed to be, a grinder in the prison. 
And so my message is clear that because of this kind of trend, you must identify the source of your power and guard it. Because no matter how anointed you are, Samson, if they, if they can find your source of power and put it out, you'll fall like a pack of cards, which is what happened to the great Samson. And so Delilah managed to deal with him and it was thoroughly dealt with. For Samson, I'm talking about the source of power now. For Samson, his source of power was his hair that was anointed by Jehovah to make him absolutely undefeatable, invincible. Even one man him against an army, he will beat them up. For Samson, his source of power was his hair that was anointed by Jehovah to make him invincible. As long as he had hair, you couldn't touch him. And when the hair now grew after, he still pulled it off. I wonder what you have that you don't know that is the source of your power. Imagine if, 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 if Samson did not know his source of power, he would have been fooling around with his hair. Even though he knew, but he, he, nobody taught him that to say, this is a no-go area. This, this, this source of your power, you need to identify and guard it with your life. Guard it with everything. Don't let them touch it because once they touch it, that's the end. You know the story. I don't have time to... It's, 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 a, it's a children's church story. You should know the story. Now, I want to move on. I'm talking to you about the need to identify the source of your power and guard it. For Esau... The twin of Jacob. For Esau, it was his birthright that was the source of his power, which God made sure he got after the struggle in the womb with his twin brother Jacob. The Bible says that the, there were two children in the, in the stomach of Rebekah. And they were, they, 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 they were, they, they, was it Rebekah or his mom? Okay, they were struggling there. The struggle was who will come out first? Because whoever comes out first gets the birthright. The birthright does not regard the second son. There's nothing left. In Israel, the first gets everything. So they were struggling. There were two boys in her tummy. And she was so troubled by it that it, what kind of struggle is this? The struggle was for the birthright. Because the birthright is the source of power. And so for Esau, it was the birthright that, which God made sure he got because he won the struggle. He could not have won if God did not want him to win. So God had gave him a purpose, a chance. He won the birthright against his twin brother who lost out completely. The birthright is what guarantees him and his descendants God's blessings. All God's blessings through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was through Isaac, um, Abraham and Isaac was going to land on either of them, the first one that comes after the womb. They were conceived at the same time. They were in the same womb for nine months. But the one that comes out first is the one that gets the blessing. And Esau got it. Let nobody tell that God didn't bless Esau. Why did he win the struggle to come out first? Any, it was anybody's game. But look at what happened when I'm talking to you about the need for you to identify the, the source of your power and to guard it. This guy won the first leg of the, of the battle and he should have guarded it, but he did not. I want to read to you the, the wisdom of God found in Genesis 25. I'm going to be reading verses 29 to 34. The Bible says, now Jacob cooked a stew, the one that lost. 
He had no birthright. And so the blessings generationally to descendants was going to pass him by, even though he was an equal twin. Can you imagine? So he cooked a stew, Genesis 25, verses 29 to 34, the New King James Version. And Esau came in from the field, and he was weary, he was tired. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom from the word red. But Jacob said, <laughs> tell your neighbor, guard the source of your power, guard it, identify and guard it. Because his brother said, to the request for a little food, his brother said to him, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die of, of hunger. So what is this birthright to me? What is this source of strength to me, of power? And Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold the birthright to Jacob. Which means Jacob was watching him all the time, looking for an opportune time to seize the source of his power. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. And thus Esau despised his birthright. Ah, somebody's source of power. You don't know who is watching it. You don't know. You know, generally people that have something are usually not cognizant of how good it is, how important it is. It is people that want it that put more premium on that. Jacob wanted it. Esau took it for granted. And the power changed hands. Hey, may power change hands in our favor, not against us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read my scripture, Genesis 25, verse 34, from the contemporary English version of the Bible, and this is good. So Jacob gave Esau some bread and some of the bean stew, and when Esau had finished eating and drinking, he just got up and left showing how little he thought of, the right, of his rights as the firstborn. I tell you something. It is how much value you place on something. No, no, no. Let me start from. It is whether you can recognize your power source that's the first problem. If you don't, you can't guard what you don't know. And then how you guard it is dependent on the value you put on it. Jacob put all life value on it. Esau did not. It had to change and whatever you don't value you're likely to lose whatever you don't identify is about to be stolen and the bible says the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy trust me you need to identify the source of your power and guard it and so this young man Esau bible says he had Esau had finished eating and drinking he just got up casually and left showing the whole world, and we're still talking about this, showing the whole of eternity how little, how little he thought of his rights as the firstborn. The one that God gave to him ahead of Jacob. My God, my God, may God deliver us from the spirit of foolishness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read that same scripture to you in the Living Bible. Genesis 25 and 34, the Bible says, Then Jacob gave Esau bread, peace, and stew, so he ate and drank and went on about his business casually, indifferent, indifferent to the loss of the rights he had thrown away. 
He was indifferent because he never put the right value. I am speaking to you. Please identify. Hey, if you are something, the source of your power, which is your hair. If you are an Esau, identify the source of your power, which is your battle. Because the moment you lose it, you become nothing. That's what happened to both of them. Nothing. He was indifferent to the loss of his rights. He had thrown away because he didn't identify it. He didn't put the he didn't evaluate it. Oh, ba ta 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 baba. So in Hebrews 12 and verse 17, listen to this. In Hebrews 12 and verse 17, something happened. I read. It says, For you know that afterward, when Esau wanted to inherit the blessing. He was rejected for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. What you don't value, you're going to lose. He sought it with tears. Too late. Jacob's allowed to keep it. May somebody not outsmart us, take our blessings, and God even allows a person to keep it. And God now finally said, he says, Jacob, I have loved. Esau, I have hated. Because when God, God doesn't like people that don't identify the source of their life, the source of their well-being. God has little respect for people that don't know how to value eternal, important matter. May God deliver us. Childish, irresponsible, foolish, just going about the place. Bible says he got up, cash. he just got up. I read, and, and so, and so he, uh, uh, he went about indifferent to the loss of the rights he had thrown away. Then he comes back, and God says, no, I'm not going to let you have it. That will not be our portion in the name of the Lord. So what am I saying? So be diligently looking to identify the source of your power in this life, and you better begin to guide it because somebody wants it, somebody wants to steal it, and God is not really going to stop because in the Bible, he didn't stop them. He didn't stop the serpent when he came into the garden to, to steal. He didn't stop him. He expects you to be smart enough not to put what is valuable on the door. At the foot door or doorstep, no. Okay. Let me read this. In the Message Bible, the same story about how God did not allow Esau to have it back. In Hebrews 12, 16 to 17, the Bible says, Watch out for the Esau syndrome. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. <laughs> I think this is too much. Watch out for the Esau syndrome, trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. You, will, you well know how Esau later regretted that impulsive act and wanted God's blessing. But by then, it was too late, chairs or no chairs. Oh, I wish somebody was listening to me. Watch out for the Esau syndrome, trading away God's, God's lifelong gift. God's what? Lifelong gift. God's what? Lifelong gift to him. In order to satisfy a short-term appetite. So God said, I gave a big good thing to a fool. So, no problem. Let the wise man come along and take of it. I pray that we are not walking this life like Esau. You well know how Esau later regretted that impulse. 
impulsive act and wanted God's blessing, but by then it was too late. Cheers or no cheers. So identify your God-ordained source of power, guard it, renew it, and upgrade it. That's the word of the Lord today. You have something. I'm speaking to you with the voice of the oracle of God. You have something that you are not putting real value on. You have something that you have not identified. You have something you may even know, but you're not guarding it. You're careless with it. Maybe the enemy is about to steal it. Maybe the enemy is running away with it. Maybe you need to get it back now. Bible says for Esau, it was too late. May it never be too late for any one of us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. May it never be too late for any one of us in, G- in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I said identify your God-ordained source of power, guard it, even renew it, even upgrade it. How can you just let it be? This, which, which is exactly what Ruth did. And a lot of people don't know how powerful Ruth is, and I'm going to show you today. Ruth was a Moabites, not like Esau that was Jewish. Ruth should not even be in the lineage of the greats. And look at what happened. For Ruth, her source was Naomi. You know, some people think, ah, God is dealing with me. Uh, uh, I have a covenant with God. God deals with me directly. Most times, God deals through vessels. Your source of power may be through a vessel. For Naomi, for Ruth, it was Naomi. Huh. For Samson, it was his hair. Huh. For Esau, it was his birthright. Same God showing his power through different ways for different people. You have to identify your own. Hmm. You have to put the right value on it so that you can guard it with your life. For Ruth, her source of power was Naomi, in whom God, whom God had anointed to connect her to a great destiny. Yes, this, and so imagine if Ruth disconnected from Naomi because she didn't put the right value on Naomi. She didn't even recognize her. I said, I said, identify the source of your power. She must have identified her. She must have put the right value on her. Ah, that's the only reason why it ended like that. So I'm saying, listen, child of God, you must identify the source of power God gave you. Your own may be different from the next person. You have to put the right value on it so that you can guard it the way you should guard it. So for Ruth, her source of power was in Naomi, whom God had anointed to connect her to a great, great, great destiny. Imagine if she disconnected from Naomi, she'll have ended up a big zero like her sister, like her friend, Opa, who married the brother to her late uh, husband. So both of them were in the same position and totally different results. And both of them were connected to the same Naomi. Naomi was mother-in-law to Opa and was mother-in-law to Ruth. So both of them had the same opportunity. I am speaking volumes this evening. You can screw up and you can't blame God after then. Esau screwed up and nothing he was going to do can't blame God. Jacob kept the blessing. And so we look at Ruth. Let me read Ruth 
chapter 1, verses 14 to 18, very quickly, just to see what happened. The Bible says, Then they lift up their voices and wept again at the parting when they should have gone back. And Opa kissed her mother-in-law, that's fine, but Ruth clung to Naomi. And she said, and Naomi said to her, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people, to her gods, which she played a value on, which she thought was a source of her strength. Okay. It is what you identify you are going to cling to. And went back, she's gone back to her people and her God, return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you. Hey, why? Or to turn back from following you. She must know something. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, that's where I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When, when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her. She stopped speaking to her. The message Bible says, uh, uh, Ruth said, where you die, I will die. And that's where I will be buried. So help me God. So help me God. That sounds like somebody reciting the anthem of his nation. This was so important to her. She spoke about it as if she was speaking the anthem of her nation. So help me God. Not even death itself. Not even death is going to come between us. Because I identify you. Come on now. As God's source of power to me. I put the right value on you. Because God has given me a heart of wisdom, even though I'm a Moabites, but being around you, I have come to smell God, I have come to learn about God, and I ain't going back to my foolishness. And so it says, not it says, where you die, I will die, and that's where I will be buried. So help me, God. Not even death itself is going to come between us. When Naomi saw that Ruth had her heart set on going with her, she gave in. It's a matter of heart. You either have a wise heart or a foolish heart. When she found that the Ruth had set her heart on going with Naomi, Naomi quit trying to get her to go back. Cut the long story short. She married Boaz, the, the man of the hour, the prince of Israel, where all the, all the virgins were fighting over he stepped over all of them and picked the wise woman. There's something about wise women. And wise men will always find them out. You know, and a lot of beautiful, foolish women lose out to a wise woman who can tell uh, the season and how God is moving. And so I'm not surprised that Boaz saw her and knew that this one can see what God is seeing. And so she married Boaz against all odds. And Bible says Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot King David, and Jesus is called the son of David. And David is a king after God's heart. So she became the grandmother, the great grandmother of 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 David, the King David. And look at where she's coming from. What did she do differently from Upper? She identified the source of power God gave her in a person. 
I said, for, for Samson, it was his hair. For Esau, it was the birthright. So, listen, you need to be careful to identify him. And she stayed with it, and she said, so God, so help me God, and God really helped her. May God help all of us in Jesus' name. <clears throat> ah, let me read something to you about foolishness. A lot of people don't know that when Jesus says that what a man eats is not what defiles him. What defiles him is what comes out of his heart. Foolishness is probably the last one that was said. Arrogance, then foolishness. Foolishness is a product of a heart. The Bible says, when Naomi saw that Ruth had set her heart on it to follow her, hey, she realized that this is a wise heart. But the Bible also talks about foolish heart. And so let me read Proverbs 19 verse 3 to you, the New King James Version. It says, the foolishness of a man, the foolishness of a man, which is any man, born again or not, twists his way. The foolishness of a man twists his way, and his heart begins to fret against the Lord. The New Living Translation says, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness, and then get angry at the Lord. How dare you? It is foolish for you not to identify the source of your strength. It is foolish for you not to put the right premium or value on it. And it is foolish that you cannot then even guard it. (laughs) What you don't know, you cannot guard. And what you know, you don't put the right value on. You will trifle with it like Esau. May we not lose out like Esau in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Esau lost out. Samson lost out, but recovered somewhere, but Ruth did not. It's a matter of how you see. May God enlighten our understanding, that we gain insight into things, and so that we can walk with God as wise men. The Bible says, my son, be wise, in the book of Proverbs, say be wise, so that I can answer those that reproach me. Foolishness is not supposed to be part of the package when you're born again. The Bible says we shall have the mind of Christ. Now, Proverbs, um, let me read, uh, let me try and close. In Psalm 119, 119, verse 99, Psalm 119, verse 99 says, this is David speaking, says, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I have come to have more understanding than my teachers. And look at how David walked with God. In the message translation of the Bible, I read verses 1999 to 100, Psalm 199. It says, I have become smarter than my teachers since I pondered and absorbed your counsel. I have become wiser than the old, wise old sages simply by doing what you tell me. The message, the New Living Translation didn't say I've become smarter. It says, I have now more insight. Because of the way I walk with God. Now, if you're listening to me, I can assure you God is talking to you. So, when, when, when David said, I have become smarter than my teachers since I pumped that and absorbed your counsel. It means when David heard the oracle speaking like this, he responded. One of the ways you know foolishness is when wisdom is speaking, foolishness will be plain or distracted or does not pay attention. It says, I have become wiser than the wise old sages simply by doing what you tell me. I am telling you something today. Take time to identify your, the, the source of your power as given by God. Take time to put the right value on it and begin to guard it. Otherwise, the thief will come to steal. 
I've given you examples. So identify the source of your power and guard it. That's what I'm saying to you. Identify the source of your power and guard it. I have given you three examples. All loved by God. Is it Samson? Samson was born by aged parents by a miracle. He was anointed to be the deliverer of Israel and absolutely invincible. No man has ever been as strong as him, Samson. But the source, he, you can't pick the source of your power. God is the one that does that. So stop saying, this is what I think. What you think doesn't matter. It is what God did. Now, along comes an Esau. Esau and Jacob were conceived at the same time. They had equal opportunities. How come it was Esau that was born? First, it was because God allowed it. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he despised the blessing God gave him. He didn't put the right value and Jacob took it. Jacob, who lost out, now regained what he was. So there's something about not knowing what you should know. There's something about not putting premium where you should put it. The Bible says, uh, I believe in the book of Jonah, those that consider worthless idols, they forsake their own mercy. When you, when you, place, when you look at vanities, when you listen to the wrong people, when you put premium on the wrong people. Listen, Naomi was old. You know what Naomi said to Oprah uh, to, and, and, uh, and uh, Ruth? He said, even if I were to have children, I said, I have nothing. I said, I'm old. I can't mar- Nobody will marry me if I had a child. I can't even have a child. Just go. But she plays the right premium. Listen, this thing is not according to what you can see. It's not according to what is on the periphery. It is not skin deep. It is what God has buried. Listen, that's the reason why Job could not lose out. When his wife came along and said, curse God, said, do you still hold on to your integrity? A lot of people don't know that that's one of the reference points for which God spoke about Moses, uh, about, uh, about Job. He said to Satan, he said, Job holds his integrity. So when God, the Satan was allowed to afflict Job and Job lost everything and had boils all over him, his wife called me and said, are you still holding on to that integrity? God has forsaken you. Curse God and die. But Job knew that whether he was going through something or not, God is the source of his strength. And that's why I said, shall we take good and not take uh, adversity from God? No, no, no. In all these things, he did not tamper with the source of his power. And it played out in the end because the power showed up again and gave him double what he had before. Listen, even if you lost out, as long as you hold fast, to the source of your power, as long as you keep putting the right value on it, like nothing happened to Job that made him reduce the source of God's power in his life. No, no, he wasn't going to touch it. Forget it. And listen, if that's your case, you put the right value on it and you got it, God is going to turn everything around. Consider that if somebody is a Naomi in your life, and you're trifling with the person because you measure the person. She was old, wrinkled, her husband had died, her two sons had died. She looked like a loser. Listen, never judge things according to the scene of the eye. Bible says of Jesus Christ, he does not, he does not act according to the scene of the eye. It's according to what God said. I pray that the Lord will open our eyes of understanding. Because the opposite of understanding is 
lack of understanding or misunderstanding so that we can behold the hope of God's glory in the way he has set out things in our lives. And we're all different. God deals with us differently. And so pay attention to yourself. This is not the time to look at somebody and say, Lord, please help me identify the source of God's power in my life so that I don't spend time on what will not work. I don't hang on to people. You see, this thing of hanging on to people. Opa went back to hang on to people that God had do- was done with in her life. By marrying a prince of Israel, God was trying to separate her. She went back. Ba- basically, she jumped into the grave to be buried. Naomi realized that, ha, this is my chance, even though the chance does not look like that. She didn't let even Naomi stop her. Her heart was made up. I want you to pray, say, Lord, purge my heart of every iota of foolishness. Open my understanding so I can comprehend holy things. So that I can make choices and be like David that said, I have become, I now have more understanding than my teachers. In the New Living Translations, I have more insight than my teachers. Look at what happened. All the choices he made. He knew the source of his power. That's why he didn't kill Saul to become king. Just because I, God has anointed me king, common sense is if I kill the reigning king, then I become next. No, he didn't kill him. He said, no, 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 no. That's not the source of my power. Killing is not the source of my power. Father, we thank you for this word in season. For everyone who has come to understand it, Father, visit everyone. Let the scales fall from their eyes. Let the heart be purged from foolishness. Let, like, like Ruth, let us connect with our destiny and the sources that God wants to use to establish us. Like Job, so that even if we lost at the beginning, we will, we will regain and we will gain even more than we lost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us be like David. When they routed uh, Gilgal and they took, burnt out the houses, took the wives and the children, everybody decided that the source of their strength didn't exist anymore. They actually wanted to do evil and stone David. But David encouraged himself to say the source of God's power, just because something went wrong, is strong enough to help me to recover. As long as I have still got the source, give me the effort. And the effort talks about now, now that I know I have it, should I? And as soon as God said he recovered all, nothing missing, nothing broken and brought back spoil. I leave you with this word of the Lord. Even if you lost, as you identify, value, God, move, you will recover all and even more than you lost in Jesus' name. If you haven't lost, the Lord will secure you, will know where your strength is, and you will not allow the enemy to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We give glory and honor and praise to the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And I know that you have been blessed today. I thoroughly have heard from God, and it has refreshed my soul. And for every one of us, make the adjustments that we have to make. With that, we bring the service to the close.